On this week's episode, the guys talk about the big announcement of Bob Chapek being asked to step down and Iger coming back to the CEO position. We already gave you a shot once, Iger, and you gave us Chapek. We all see how that worked out. Howdy, folks. Ah, there you are. And just in time. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. Today, I want to share with you some of our ideas for Disney World. Yo ho, yo ho, a parent's life for me. A parent's life for me. A parent's life for me. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we love to talk about Walt Disney World, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and how and why we still enjoy frequenting the happiest place on earth. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may even return to your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort. And hopefully, we can share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections. Hey, y'all. Welcome to a special edition of the WDW Reflections Podcast. We're not going to do all of the regular pop and circumstance that we normally do. Uh, We just wanted to pop on today and just give some reactions and some thoughts and maybe have a little bit of a discussion about the big news that came out last Sunday night. So today we're recording on Saturday, the 26th of November this morning. Uh, The three of us, my podcast travel buddies, Ron and Tony. So fellas, uh, I've been bugging you guys for a couple of days. I wanted to get together and chat about this. So I appreciate you guys making some time. I know that uh, this, you know, it, it, we're all in all three different places three different families, three different schedules. So it's not always easy for us to get together, but it's definitely not easy for us to get together for a spur of the moment, kind of unscripted, just get together to chat. So uh, fellas, I appreciate you guys indulging me this morning. I was the one that was kind of asking to do this. So I really appreciate it. Ron, how are you doing this morning? Doing well. Um, Had a good celebration and I'm glad it worked out because it's always fun to get together with you guys. So, oh yeah, happy Thanksgiving! I guess so <laughs> it's Saturday. Thanksgiving was two days ago. That's the celebration you're referring to. Yeah. So that's cool. Glad you had a good holiday. And now we are officially in the Christmas season, so I won't be a humbug when somebody puts a Christmas song on. Or- uh, it's still November. <laughs> we should not be listening to Christmas until December at oh, the most. Wow, dude, you're hardcore. <laughs> oh look, we we were talking. Uh, went and had. Uh, we had a football game that uh, my cadets did the color guard for last night. And we were talking about that because we're eating. Right. And uh, a Christmas song comes on and I was like, it's still November. Turn off the Christmas music, you know? (laughs) And they were like, really? Why? And I was like, look, I don't even really want to listen to Christmas music until I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it for like an hour on Christmas day. All right. And, and, and then I'm done. I I'm, I'm not this, Christmas music person for a month kind of guy. I, I don't, you know, I don't get it. It's, you know, it, it's fine. I'll sing Jingle Bells on December 25th. After that, I'm done. So, um, you know, I know I, I just shake my head. There's people down my street that's had Christmas lights up for two weeks. And I'm like, what is going on? So I, my, my family calls me the Grinch or they call me Scrooge or whatever. Scrooge, that's a fitting name. Oh yeah, they do. Bah humbug. Which, I, which is pretty that's pretty fitting, grumpy any other time of the year. Certainly, certainly, certainly. I've uh, I wear those monikers with pride. Anyway, off on a tangent. Uh, yeah, I'll we'll wish I'll wish you a merry Christmas in December, Ron. Tony, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, and hope you guys uh, out there have had a great Thanksgiving too. It's always great to get together with you guys. I'm glad we were able to make this time to make it happen. And uh, just a quick reminder, as I do every time, go to our website, WDW Reflections Podcast, to see more content. And just a quick note on YouTube. YouTube's now, I'm, I've got something new in mind. So I hope you guys can go over there and check it out. 
I'm going to try to make these shows into little snippets rather than the whole thing. That way you can listen to the podcast on your audio thing and then go look at what we look like talking about it or some behind the scenes things over on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know if telling them to look at our faces is a way to sell the product. <laughs> well, there'll, there'll be some extra content there. Let's put it there. Oh, okay. So there's something better than just our faces. You can well, see that's our a relief. <laughs> that's a relief. All right. So, um, yes, the big news story this week was that the board at the Walt Disney Company had finally had enough. Uh, of our boy Bob Paycheck, as uh, I'm, I'm certain I'm the first person to say that. Uh, yeah, I've heard we other have it, people we have on, it on record somewhere. I have heard people on YouTube or, yeah. or something. I've heard some other people say it. I've been saying it for over a year. I'm, I'm certain I'm the one that coined that. But anyway, um, our boy Bob Paycheck was very unceremoniously dismissed from his role as the CEO at the Walt Disney Company and they replaced him with none other than the guy that handpicked him to succeed him just a couple of years before uh Bob Iger is back in the big chair there at Disney so we just wanted to I just wanted to talk about it for a few minutes and everybody at least from what I've seen you know I've been reading articles and watching YouTube reaction videos and all that stuff all week and trying to decide how I felt about all of this. And, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it affects me zero. It doesn't affect my life at all. But as a, as a Disney fan and as, you know, the three of us making this show and stuff now, um, I would say that it's, it, it probably, Maybe it doesn't affect us, but it is certainly worth a discussion. And so I wanted to get together and talk about it because everybody seems to be super happy that Bob Iger is back. And they're like, beat it, JPEG. We're hooray, Iger. And I'm not sure I feel that way. That was um, an interesting reaction on your part. So I'm, I'm in, I'd like to dig a little further and find out why you felt that. I I don't get all the warm fuzzies from Iger that apparently most of the most of the Disney fandom does. So what Isn't I want the one that Dewey didn't he kind of start the the trend that paycheck just kind of continued. That's kind of my point. So what I thought I would do is I would bring, first of all, we're going to sell on Iger. We're going to talk about why he, why, why Disney brought him back, why they were, when they were just decided they were going to pull the plug on JPEG, why they went back to Iger. And it's a couple of things, five or six things that he did in, in his tenure. That, I'm glad you're going to cover that because it does not make sense to me. From a cup, from practical and from business perspectives, if you had a leader that you didn't feel was doing the job and replaced, why would you bring the guy back? And and so I'm interested in hearing this. Oh no! In that case, he retired. Yeah. So Iger retired. Yeah. They didn't. He he left on good terms. He retired. Yeah. So let's let's just talk about Iger's greatest hits real quick. So yeah. Uh, he he came in in 2005. And shortly after, in 2006, he bought Pixar. So, you know, for years, Disney was just distributed the Pixar movies. It was Pixar distributed by Walt Disney Company or Disney Pictures or whatever. In 2006, they just bought flat out bought Pixar. $7.4 billion is what they paid for Pixar. Uh, since then, Pixar has earned over $11 billion at the box office. So pretty good investment. Uh, 2008, he decided that, uh, you know, Disney, had, with him at the helm, decided they wanted to finally get into China and started planning the Shanghai Disney. They did a lot of restructuring of Disney parks and resorts and all that kind of stuff to make that happen. And it, it finally opened in 2016. 
And they're averaging over 11 million visitors at a, a year at Shanghai Disney. So that was a success. Let's see, 2009, they bought Marvel. And check this out. They paid $4 billion for Marvel. And it's earned, their the Marvel movies at the box office has earned $22 billion at the box office. So even, I mean, you know, we thought we were impressed with that uh, $11 billion from Pixar. Not so much. $22 billion at the box office for, for Marvel movies. 2012, they, under the leadership of, of Bob Iger, they acquired Lucasfilm, which is all kinds of stuff. Lucasfilm is not just Star Wars. It's, you know, Indiana Jones and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But of course, you know, the big one is, is Star Wars. And, you know, whether you like them or not, or they're controversial or whatever, this, but the Star Wars movies have made a ton of money too. Uh, and then in 2019, I guess you could say it was one of Iger's last deals. Uh, he they he oversaw the acquisition of 20th Century Fox, or I guess it's 21st Century Fox now. They changed it, but so some of the things that they got with that acquisition was basically everything that is making the new Marvel movies possible. All this multiverse stuff because they acquired. Uh, Avatar, Alien, The Simpsons, X-Men, Planet of the Apes, you know, Deadpool, a, a ton of characters that were licensed to 20th Century Fox. And a lot of the Marvel characters were licensed there. Basically, they've got them all now except for Spider-Man. Spider-Man is still licensed to uh, Sony. But that... 71 billion dollars is what they paid for 20th century fox but holy smokes so that was just a, like a top five of the things Iger did so he was the ceo for 15 years so and remember prior to that he was involved with abc for uh, yes, forever as well he was a, a president of abc and he was president of Disney before he became the CEO. So he worked yeah. under Eisner. And when they decided to part ways with Eisner, he was elevated to the CEO. So a lot of pretty positive things that Bob Iger did in, you know, his 15 years as, as the top dog over there at the, for the for top the, mouse, what we call him the top mouse, <laughs> top dog, top mouse. Anyway, sitting in the big chair, over at Disney. So those are his 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 big ones, right? So on the flip side, let's talk about some of the things that everybody talks about not liking about our boy Bob Paycheck, okay? So Ron, you sent a video to us the other day that uh like a quick little snippet that was actually pretty good. And uh, actually, I'm going to pull it up real quick because I want to give credit to it. It came from Park Lore. Theme Park Lore is the, the, the site or whatever that put it together. And they brought up a list of things that have happened in just the last couple of years for, from JPEG. And the, the four big things... And really what the, the big complaint about, about Chapek is that he's kind of just doesn't care about anything but the money. So the, the experience as far as the cast member experience has kind of, I guess, taken a, taken a nosedive, really. There are a lot of people that work for Disney are not happy with the way the comp the direction of the company, uh, the, the, experience for the guest it going to the theme parks and stuff has not been what it used to be in in past years they talk about obviously the prices prices have you know if you think disney prices have gone up a lot in the last 10 years or whatever just take a look at what's happened in, in the last three or four years three or four and, days <laughs> yeah oh yeah it seems like something they raise the price of something once a week they're like Okay, you know, we hadn't raised anything in a while. Let's uh, double the price of the churro. 
You know, I mean, it's just like they're just random almost sometimes. So uh, everybody complains about that. The guest experience, the cast member experience also. But that theme park lore video talked about four things specifically that I wanted to touch on. That seems like uh, what most people complain about with with Chapek. So the resort parking fees, you know, five years ago, you didn't have to pay to park in a resort. If you stayed in the resort, your, you know, $500 a night at the Grand Floridian got you a free parking spot. Well, that's no longer the case. So now you pay to park at all the resorts. It's, you know, it's tiered. So you pay less at the value resorts than you do at the, at the, um, the moderates or the, what are the, what's the deluxe. high price one? Deluxe. deluxe, the deluxe. Yes, you pay more. So resort parking fees is a big one. Magical Express was free, right? And it's now it just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Doesn't exist now. You have to you got to pay something if if you're flying in. Either you rent a car or you can do mirrors. They have a bus service or you can Uber or something, but you're looking at 50 bucks, hundred bucks, you know, depends on how many people you have with you and everything. Uh, magic bands were free for a long time and they're no longer free. You have to buy those. And let's see the fast pass and then fast pass plus that was free since 1999. When they introduced FastPass, that was free for years and years and years. Uh, I guess you could say for 20 years because it it ended not too long ago. And now, of course, you've got the, the Genie Plus and the Lightning Lane and all that stuff. So those are just a few of the places that people complain about uh, the price increases and stuff under JPEG. So you guys tell me what what are your thoughts on that? Do you think uh, just those things is that what comes to your mind when you're thinking about some of the stuff that Chapek has done, or do you have other complaints about Chapek? Right. Go ahead. Um, yeah. No. I honestly. Yeah, those are probably the things that come to mind. Recent changes to the fast pass and genie plus and and then on addition not only was it genie plus but then you got the lightning that you have to pay for certain rides in addition to um definitely just the increase in in the amount of dollars disney wants from its patrons has been the most surprising i'll be honest because we've not been planning a trip i didn't realize until i saw that meme that now if you stay in a resort that you have to pay for parking that's just insane that's so basically they do a resort fee like every other company which you kind of come to expect when you travel but disney you didn't expect that because they they already that was already Paycheck doesn't have to believe this, but that's already worked into the pricing that that you pay for to stay on the Disney side. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the things that come to mind. But it was also a perk. You know, if you stay in sure, a resort because hotel, then you could go to the parks and park for free. Right. Exactly. So now that's no longer a perk. So. um what about you, Tony? What are your thoughts? Is that uh, some of the stuff that you're thinking of when you think of uh, Chapek? Well, one of the things that I think about is how the the uh, the parks have been handled. I, I've seen a lot of negative response, not just from bloggers or vloggers like us, but from just just the general public who have gone to the to the parks over the past couple of years. And I've had members of my family who've gone and said, you know, it just doesn't feel as magical as it used to feel. That's the, that's the, the impression that we keep getting. Un unfortunately, I, I don't think his personality is the, is the kind that would make people feel warm and fuzzy, as you mentioned about Bob um, Iger uh, um, or like Walt Disney or even Michael Eisner. I, th I think what you get when you look at, um, JPEG is more someone who's thinking only about the bottom line and cutting the cost. That's the impression that he gave, even though he said as a child, he 
he went to the parks frequently with his family. I think it was a yearly thing. He was familiar with the, the company, with the brand. He was there for a very long time. Uh, but I, th I think what ha what kind of happened there is that he's, he, he seemed to be cornered into just making sure that the company keeps making money. And when you do that, you start turning off the audience because even though we all know that everything that we do in our lives is made so that we can make money and, and succeed, when you start taking too much of it from people who just want to enjoy themselves and who are coming there, you're, you're turning off the people who would have gone yeah. and who would have been able to afford it before that. I, I think there's, there's too much of a thought of let's make this expensive. So they're going to come anyway. So let's just make it more expensive. And yeah, that's, yeah. that seems to be the frame of mind of the past couple of years that that's been dangerous. Yeah. And I, I think Disney fans are actually used to paying and yeah. have, have come to the Disney tax them that, <laughs> Hey, this is, I'm going to go drink the, the juice and I'm going to go have a great time at Disney. A premium theme park. No, it's right. not a, you know, you know, you're like going to pay the price, but when you start charging for things that used to be free and things that were, as Dewey said, a perk, and you could find what I would call loopholes to make your trip more enjoyable and use those perks in your advantage. And you're taking those away and you're, you're looking now to just want to even raise your prices and make it more premium, but not offer more. You don't get anything more for those premiums that you're now expected to pay. That's where they're making the, the mistake. It quote unquote takes away that magic feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, as we've mentioned before, uh, very, it's very hard park to afford. I mean, if you're going to pay 150 to 179 dollars sometimes just to go into the park for the day, and then you can't ride anything unless you pay an extra 20 25 dollars to to get around, and that's just per person, not even. It becomes the kind of thing where where it's difficult to to justify. And yeah, and I've had the opportunity. You guys have heard my feedback. I've had the opportunity to be at the parks now. I, yes. I will. I will. Um, preface this that it was still pretty COVID and the pandemic was still pretty active. When yeah. We, and but about I'm, a year and a half ago the, now, the, the, um, the cast members were made to be Gestapo's about the, the mask and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that was wrong. I'm just saying that you had announcements about not being together and not, not, um, taking pictures and group, I don't know, without your mask on, it just became, instead of hearing the the fun music, you heard overhead announcements, which until that time, I'd never heard an overhead announcement unless it was a very well um, performed announcement about the parade coming down. It was never a negative announcement ever. Well, even, and, even worse than that, I heard something recently when I was watching some video from Hollywood Studios uh, from uh, Batu, And I've heard it now in a couple of, of different videos where people who have been waiting in line all day, suddenly you hear this announcement that says, the ride's down, and, you know, something like that. That Not even anything that's, that's, uh, that's Disney at all. It's just some kind of announcement that says, sorry, people go, not even sorry, uh, the ride's down, go enjoy yourself somewhere else. Sorry, you're not, you're not gonna be able to ride this today. Wow, I've not heard that. But that that's the type of thing that you don't expect to hear yeah. at a premium um, amusement park. It's just not. And so our last trip was not, it was still Disney and it still was fun, but it was not the Disney magic that we have come to love and expect. All right. So, and that's kind of what I thought you guys would say. So I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. And so those four things, the resort parking fees, Magical Express, Magic Vans, and Fast Pass, in, which turned into Genie Plus, I wanted to look at the dates that those were implemented and talk about that for a few minutes. So the first one is going to maybe surprise you, maybe not. I don't know. But do you guys know when they started charging the resort parking fees? Was that about 10 years ago? It was 2018. Wow. 2018. So guess what? That's Bob Iger. That's not Bob Chapek. 
that was not JPEG. You can't even blame parking fees on JPEG because that happened while Bob Iger was still in the big chair. So well, technically can, JPEG was in the, in the little chair. Yeah, yeah, he, he was the right-hand man or whatever. But Bob Iger had to sign off on it in the in the grand scheme of things okay you can't even you can't be a bob chapek hater and blame it on chapek and love Iger. that happened while Iger was at the at the helm so then let's talk about the other three uh magical express ended on january 1st 2022 magic bands you started having to pay for them in uh, late 2021 and then Genie Plus changed, or if it changed from FastPass to Genie Plus in October of 2021. So basically a year and a half-ish into Chapek's tenure, I guess you could say, as CEO. So anybody that knows anything about tech and tech-driven programs and stuff like that knows and can I guarantee you that Genie Plus didn't just pop into Chapek's head the day he became CEO in February of 2020 and then this new brand new complete system implemented in October of 2021 there's no way yeah dude I'm, a, no I'm a project manager in IT you're absolutely correct there's no way. There's no way, which means at the very least, Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and charging charging everybody to use those services was in the works for, I'm just going to throw a number out there, three or four years, probably, in order to get all that infrastructure and all that programming and all the design work. And then they have to build all the stuff and look. This well, we could look at it another way too. They could have probably been planning to do that to make this the way it was originally announced. I remember at D23, it's going to make it so much easier for you to get around the park. They never sure. said anything about how much it was going to cost. They didn't say it was going to cost anything until until the new regime came in. So, um, and look, you're I'm, suggesting that maybe they were going to do it for free and then paycheck possibly to I mean, be a cost to it. You never know. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's possible. And look, I'm not a I'm not defending JPEG at all. That's not my uh, yeah. my intention here. My intention here is uh, well, I don't have an intention at all. Uh, basically, I just want to explain why I don't feel all the warm fuzzies about Bob Iger. Did he do great stuff? Absolutely. Getting Marvel, getting Star Wars, all that stuff. Super cool. Mate has made the the movies and the 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 parks and you know lots of cool integration and stuff that's cool stuff but i don't think that he's this you know savior that a lot of people seem to think that he is well and if you while that's cool there's only one reason they did that and and you already said it at the top of the the show if you buy something for 2 billion and make 24 billion i don't remember the exact numbers but bottom line is the only reason they did that absolutely well yeah, sure and you're, plus you're as we close. mentioned before there was also the popularity of of the person because he also was much more uh, genial toward the uh customers and people around i think he he was trying to continue the good feeling he kind of looks like a younger walt disney even in his in his uh, appearances in my opinion anyway i think i think Iger and chapek are very similar in their mindset in their money grab make as much money as possible all of that the difference is Iger is better at people yeah he's, people a, person. he's he's more of a people person in order to he, convince george lucas to sign to sign that over or even stan lee i mean that's that's uh you have to have the ability to to win those people over look no offense mr chapek but he's not charismatic well no he is in his own way however you think so? just not well i i'm not gonna say uh who which, which super villain he reminds me of but 
uh, he is, I, I think what happened, I think everybody just has taken to hate him so much that I, I almost feel sorry for the poor guy. I mean, he was there for 25 years. It's not like someone who just popped in out of nowhere. So it's kind of sad to think that, um, that he was plucked out. Then this pandemic happened, ruined everything. And he kind of scrambled to put it all together. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think in some ways we may have been a little bit, we may be a little bit too harsh to him, but I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I've only been to Disney back once in, in, in the time since his regime. In fact, I, I took, I went to Disney the day after it was announced that he was going to be taking over on February 27th of 2020. So, um, that was, uh, I, I, I will have to say this about Bob Iger, though, is that um, to be a, I give him a lot of credit to be able to want to go back to your old company. I mean, how many of us have left someplace and go, OK, you know what? I'm going to go back there and try to fix everything because it's it's a mess. I mean, I know they offered him lots of money. It's, I'm not saying that, but it, I think it, it stayed with him so much that he made this mistake that he had to go back and fix it. Um, and try to think about a solution for this. And the fact that he's even said, I'm only going to be here long enough to pick someone who's going to lead this company in the right direction, which I think is very admirable to even announce that at the start. And I think it, it just shows that there is a different an intent that's coming with him, um, especially someone who had been there. Why would you want to go back to, to being in charge of this company where every single move that you make, someone's going to judge you or scream at you or... or or say that you're doing it wrong. Well, let's don't forget that Chapek was Bob Iger's hand-selected successor. Yeah, but who did he have to choose from at the time? I mean, maybe that's who he thought or he was uh, influenced into thinking, you know what, he'd be a good guy to go ahead. I mean, jo I know a lot of people have thrown around Josh Tomorrow's name, but he might be too young yet to do that. Maybe he thought, you know, uh, JPEG was the right age and had been there long enough to, to be able to say, go ahead. I think I trust in you. But remember, even when he did do that, and because of the pandemic, he still stepped back in and said, I'm going to help you administer this because this is too big of a job for just one person. Let, let Superman come in and do it. So, so plus, let me ask this. And Go this ahead. is going to be a totally off the canvas that anything we've talked about, but he's the guy that I remember when, from my perspective, Disney's heyday, Michael Eisner. Why didn't we reach out to him? I don't think he's interested in coming back. Yeah. And that's very well possible. I just, I would have been more excited about hearing that Eisner was coming back. Well, these comeback stories could be good in many ways, too. I mean, we have the whole Apple thing. I mean, Steve Jobs was actually kicked out of Apple, but when he came back, he turned it into the biggest company in the world. Mm -hmm, so sure. we don't know if if uh, by having um, uh, Bob come back in this way that it'll help to lead this. The problem is not so much him coming back. It's going to be who's going to replace him when he Yeah, leaves. I don't disagree with you there. Let's so, hope that whoever he's got in mind is being trained to know this is what your customers want. And we know you have to meet company guidelines, but the, the, you have a huge, huge fan base out there who is responsible for spending the money on our properties. Uh, what can we do to keep them, keep them interested, keep them um, coming back and spending more without having to shell it all out at once? Well, and that's just the thing, and that's why I, I, I said that about Chapek being Iger's handpicked successor is because I don't know that I necessarily have a lot of faith in him to handpick someone else. We already gave you a shot once, Iger, <laughs> and you gave us Chapek, and we all see how that worked out, but, and again... Not, uh, I'm not uh, trying to give a vote of confidence in Chapek. I uh, am certainly not doing that. But my biggest complaint, you know, the money part, yes, it costs a whole lot. But, you know, like I've, I've said before, my, uh, my father-in-law works there. So I have the luxury of, you know, I don't normally buy tickets to get in. 
So that's that's a luxury. When when I do stay at a resort, I, I get a cast member discount because my father-in-law works there. So I am less impacted by all the price increases. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am. The souvenirs still cost money. The food still costs money. You know, I still pay to park, all that kind of stuff. But I'm less impacted than the average guest. I'm not spending $5,000 on a trip whenever I go down there. Like the average, you know, seven to 10 day vacation will cost for most, you know, most families. My big problem with Disney in the last few years, and really it goes back further than just a few years, but is the stagnant creative it's just, it just and I don't think it is it's not the Imagineers fault I, I think the Imagineers are still amazing I think the Imagineers have their hands tied and they are stuck under the thumb and at first it was Iger and then Chapek they have been forced to live within an IP box they are not allowed mm-hmm. to create outside of their intellectual properties. So anything they want to do has to be Marvel or, you know, Frozen or Star Moana. Wars. Right. It, which is great. You know, I, I want to see attractions like that. You know, I mean, if you think about it, Peter Pan, that's an IP, you know. Let's always keep in mind, this is all started by a mouse. Right. I get it. It's an IP. But let's talk about the best stuff at Disney World. The best stuff stuff. are the stuff that they created for the theme parks. Not even going to talk about Epcot, what Epcot was, but there was an IP in Epcot anywhere. And literally, that is the best stuff that Disney has ever done, the original Epcot. But let's talk about Magic Kingdom. You've got the Pirates of the Caribbean. You've got Haunted Mansion. You know, stuff like that. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Space Mountain. The the best stuff at the parks is non-IP related. You look over at Animal Kingdom, you've got the Safari. You've got Expedition Everest. You know, the best that's, stuff. But that's hard to maintain because you've got people who, I mean, for years, everybody's been clamoring for this villains area. So you can't have not have IP in there. And I think there's that familiarity when you're going to a Disney park, you want to know that it has something to do with Disney. That's something familiar that the kids will say, hey, there's, um, I don't know, there's Moana and, and let's go see her fountain. I think they're thinking more in terms of, of that generation wanting to go there. Whereas when we went to Epcot, uh, it was a different experience. I'm not saying no IP. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it can't all be IP. Mm-hmm. It can't all be IP. And it, but it is. We haven't had an original non-IP attraction at Disney World since Everest opened in like 2004. Everything since then has been based on an IP. Well, we had Everything. Mission Space. Was it Mission Space after Mission that? Space was before that. Before was, that, that right. opened in 2003. That's what I'm saying. Mission Space, while not my favorite, I wouldn't have replaced Horizons what? with it. What? I know, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it was original. At least it was you know, something different, you know, if I want, if I want Ratatouille, I'll just watch the movie, you know, it. Yeah. I, I hear you guys say this a lot and, and I get what you're saying. I do, but if you're Disney and you're experiencing, I don't know. I, 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 I think the, to make the draw even more. I don't know. It to, for me you guys went to Disney when it was the beginning and kind of less IP-ish than it obviously is now. Um but I I get why you want 
frozen in your um in your i can't think of the boat ride now but in that in the boat ride that is in the norway right in norway i get it because and i know dewey i'm i'm going against what you really like but i get why you would want to draw people to norway with with um frozen so that more people can enjoy it and more people see it than what would without that so i don't know i i i get what you're saying because i i if you threw an ip into mission space now i don't know i will say this when we went to ride mission space it was the first time i got to see mickey in his space outfit and you don't get to see that very often at all and so that was cool or they used to hang out in front of spaceship earth as well like you're saying yeah however um but the thing is if we didn't have ip i mean i remember the days of hollywood studios i do miss those old days when it was a working studio and it was something original where you could go around without having um to think about what anything belonged to however you know, I've got this backdrop of Batu behind me because I think it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. If there was a place where it had to go, that's the place where it is. And it's an ex- interesting land to explore. Everybody objected to the fact that it was a brand new idea rather than something we had already seen in movies or books or anything before. And they complained about that, where this is kind this is their attempt of trying to cross the line between both things, of making something familiar and something new um, to try to bring people in so i think that they can possibly do both i mean there's not a uh, when it first opened there wasn't a lot of pushing star wars i've seen videos now and i see that they they you know they've even turned signs into english now to make it easier to read which was not the case when it first opened um but i i think there's a way of of balancing the two things without making it entirely an ip thing do i i, I agree with you with, with that and that's my point look it would be crazy not to take advantage of Star Wars. It's crazy. Of course, you're going to take advantage of Star Wars. You paid four and a half billion dollars to buy it. You're going to build a Star Wars land. That's just, I mean, yes. Um, and and I'm not saying don't build a Frozen attraction. Frozen was, I think, even still is the highest grossing animated movie ever, right? Isn't it still? There was Whether something it is- else. There was something else that replaced it. I can't remember. Okay. Either way, it made you know a ton of money. I get it. But you still have to, it's got to make sense. And Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios makes sense. Completely makes sense. Frozen in World Showcase doesn't make sense. Guardians of the Galaxy in what was Future World, but now whatever neighborhood it is now, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And it seems random yeah. all these all these things it's being random it yeah. all it is is like hey this ride needs a refurbishment let's throw an ip in booyah you know and, th- <laughs> and that started with bob Iger. that started with bob Iger because like i said the last real inventive imaginative original idea to come out of disney for their parks was everest in 2004 when it would open so the creative part of it started probably five years before that. But so, it's also the culture. I think the familiarity that people have with things is what brings them to these things to begin with. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it could be overdone. But I, I think the idea is we're, we're taking our kids to see their worlds represented on screen. I mean, I'm sorry, in person. I'm just, uh, you know, am I glad... Chapex gone. Yes. Do I think that Bob Iger is the the savior of all things Disney, like a lot of people do? I don't. A lot of the just at least a lot of my complaints about Disney and the parks and stuff in the last, you know, however many years were all started, at least started under uh, under Iger. So and I think, you know, he handpicked Chapek. Chapek was his guy. And whether they have had a falling out or whatever since, at some point, Chapek was Iger's guy. And it's because they 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 think the same way. It just so happens that Iger's more charismatic. I don't think that they're really that different. So 
that's my that thought. Could be the whole that could be the whole if you want a conspiracy theory um the whole thing is okay we'll give a we'll give the 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 fans what they want a new ceo but we're going to continue the path that we're going down of needing well, that's a good point ron because I, i've seen a lot of people saying well maybe we're going to get this now they're going to get rid of genie plus now they're going to they're not going to do anything like that yet yeah. i mean it's just going to be the same thing until they yeah. figure out what exactly is the best path for yeah, this i think this is a marketing scheme uh, and that they're trying to appease a frustrated yeah audience but there there's no way when you look at getting a thousand more dollars out of someone's pocket or whatever that absurd number was that used to be free it's i don't know any company that's going to say oh let's go back and give away a thousand dollars it's just not going to happen look the only way that would have changed is we the guest would have had to have spoken with our wallets Absolutely. The only way, but when we agreed to pay it, it's yep. here to stay. Yep, that's the only way there would have been a change if if we the guest had said we're not paying that and we're not going, and if they'd seen a dip, then then they would rethink it. But honestly, Disney's not going to change anything. Iger is not going to come in and, and fix what Chapek did, because I'm telling you, it started with Iger. It started with Iger. He's not coming in to fix the mistakes that JPEG made because he started the mistakes that JPEG made. Yeah, but he's also had these couple of years to kind of rethink it and say, okay, what happened? So we don't know. Maybe maybe he can go back and, with the fresh eyes and say, all right, I know what I did wrong. Let's make sure we don't go that way again. Tony, I yeah, love I your glass half I can full. see them not coming out with a new Genie Plus on a different circuit or system but taking something in a way that's already in place absolutely not going to happen will we will this possibly slow new revenue and bring in some um new creativity let's hope i will remain cautiously optimistic I, I just, uh, I don't remember see... you're going to be working for whoever comes next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I guess if anything, anything is positive going to come from it is it would appear that at least for now, Iger is not going to continue with the most recent uh announcement that jpeg made about layoffs and hiring freezes and stuff like that uh, it it does appear that that may be held off so maybe if anything good is going to happen from Iger coming back in maybe that'll help the cast members you know not getting fired again or laid off or whatever terminology they want to use but i honestly i i don't see anything big any changes happening no big announcements no rollbacks Nothing like that's going to happen. Nothing I think like a lot of that would be behind the scenes, not anything that we'll we'll know about. Yeah. So, cautiously, cautiously optimistic, but uh, I will not be holding my breath over here, waiting to waiting to see the sweeping changes that Bob Iger is going to come in and make. I just don't see that happening. So that's it. That's my thoughts. That's basically my thoughts on. Uh, on the whole thing you know i uh jpeg was not good for the company he wasn't a good face for the company and i don't mean visually i'm not being mean i mean he wasn't he wasn't i, I don't know and maybe maybe a walt disney-esque figure doesn't exist anymore but i sure would like to find a walt disney-esque figure someone that could inspire and you know when i see jpeg or when i see Iger. I don't feel inspired. I don't feel, you know, I, I would I would just sit and watch Walt Disney talk for an hour. I don't know. Maybe people like that don't exist anymore. Uh, I don't know. But that's it. That's uh, that's that's about it. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. Please, Mr. Iger, prove me wrong. 
I will be the first to come on here and we'll make another recording and I'll beg your forgiveness and and admit that I was wrong. Uh, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he does nice things and fixes stuff and creates new new attractions and experiences and makes it better for cast members and guests alike. But the only improvements I've seen in the last decade have been in the Disney's bottom line. That's the only real improvements I've seen. No, nothing really that that stands out for the cast member or the guest's quality of life. Haven't seen that. It's all about the stockholders. And I don't think that's going to change. Final thoughts, you guys? I think you said it all. Yeah. I think you're 100% accurate. Oh, my gosh. Did I just say that? That, <laughs> that Ron just said I was right about something. That's crazy. That's crazy. We, we're living in some sort of bizarro world. This this can't be uh what is it uh in the multiverse. This is not Earth 616. We're in a we're we've tr- we've crossed the multiverse in in a in a universe that Ron agrees with me. Sorry, I just watched Doctor Strange last week. I'm still stuck in that uh that multiverse thing. That's awesome. All right, so that's it, guys. Thanks for popping in and listening to us ramble about Chapek and Iger and old man grumpy dewey complaints that's uh that's always fun so thanks for coming in and listening Uh, this is not a normal show we're not doing all the other stuff we we just wanted to chit chat about this for a little bit and kind of uh we we waited almost a week to kind of let things shake down and and see where things were you know where all the dust lay where it settled and and we wanted to kind of react to it after we saw what was going down and everything so appreciate you guys coming in here and listening hope you enjoyed it and what we'd like to see is some of y'all tell us what you think uh, are you going to shock the world and agree with me like ron has or tell me tell us what you think what your what your thoughts are on the chapek out Iger in news and what do you think this means for the parks do you are you happy are you sad are you like me you're cautiously optimistic so just uh leave us a note on one of our social media accounts or you can send us an email something like that and let us know your thoughts remember you can always find us at wdw reflections podcast on all the social media except for twitter and at twitter we're only wdw reflections and of course go check out our relatively new website at wdwreflectionspodcast.com can always come check us out our videos our podcast episodes or just drop us a line let us know what you're thinking hope you enjoyed the show see you real soon